2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I had
3: no idea from your, your perspective and your, your, your direction
4: what was taking place. Yeah. You didn't want to leave Washington. I did not. Okay, go. Yeah, I didn't want to leave. I mean, we talked about it, but I think people got to understand it's a business, right? We got a small window. And you know one thing about this league you see when coaches take over teams or owners they all want their own people now people got to remember in 99 I was drafted in 99 you in, were the last the, draft the spring, before he took over he took over the team in the, I was his first a, draft in pick. the summer right yeah. so I was never his draft pick
3: it is indeed go time LeVar Arrington here. Up on Game presents Conversations with a Legend. And this episode, pretty interesting, pretty extraordinary dude that I'm sitting here with. I happen to know him. Most people, you know, call him by the name Champ. I call him Roland. <laughs> That's my guy. And he's my guy for this reason and this reason alone. I came in. The year after you, yep. one of the greatest players, not just cornerbacks, one of the greatest players. Now, I know his accolades, but his his list is so long. I'm going to read them off to you, all right? Watch this. Three-time first-time All-Pro. Four-time second-team All-Pro. I only got second-team All-Pro ever, like twice. Think about that. 12-time Pro Bowler. That's a lot of times to be a Pro Bowler. Uh, Was the NFL interceptions leader in 06. All-decade team of the 2000s. All-rookie team. One of the 90 greatest Washington commanders. I don't know how that works, but one of the greatest Washington commanders of of all time. 90. I'll I'll take it. Oh, Denver Broncos. No, I'm saying mm-hmm. commander. you a yeah. commander. I, I didn't know I was a commander, but, okay, well, but I guess we're no. commanders now. <laughs> franchise can be named anything. Uh, okay. That, that's how I look at it. The Washington it. franchise. <clears throat> there you go. Greatest 90 of all time. That that, that yes, worked. That all right. right. That one worked. That all right. Good. Okay. Okay. That That worked better. Denver Broncos 50th anniversary team. Denver Broncos Ring of Fame. How are you not in the, the Washington's franchise's uh, uh, Ring of Fame? Okay, that's, Got that's, nothing to do with it. All right. Uh, you won the Bronco Nagurski Award. You were a consensus All-American. Uh, you are an NFL Hall of Famer. You are a college football Hall of Famer. We. I started my NFL career off with you. All I right. ended my football career as a whole with you because we are in the same college football Hall of Fame class, which was pretty cool. Now, here's a flex. Before we get into the interview, Champ Bailey, the flex today was, I wear my college football <laughs> Hall of Fame ring every day since I've gotten it. I don't I don't take it off. I even sleep with it at times. Um, I keep it on. And when you got out of the car today, you had on a jacket, and it was like you know we greeted each other like brothers do and and um, then I saw your your jacket opened up and I saw the I saw the, the football the NFL Hall of Fame logo. so you yeah. you've now graduated to the Daryl Green uh, yeah. situation where <laughs> right. you wear the collared uh, golf golf right. shirt of the Hall of Fame the National Football Hall of Fame but then, I was like, yeah, show me your, your college Hall of Fame ring. And it actually was um, a little bigger. There were a few more diamonds. The blue in it was a little bit different. And and then I, I realized that I was with uh, one of the goats. And that's Champ Bailey. Matter of fact, can you show the camera your ring right? That is, it's just a tad bit different. See, I wanted there.
4: the people to see both rings, right? Like we couldn't have on the same ring. So I had to, you know, give them a little variety.
3: It hurts, <laughs> it hurts a little bit. Oh, you still- But I love, lo- hey, look, look. So let's start with this. Okay. We had the conversation at the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. I did not know this. Almost 20 years removed from, from the game I did not realize I didn't have the full story about you. So here we go. We're gonna talk about it. I'm like, chant, why you ain't tell me we, we <laughs> needed to get up out of here, man? Like I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, you know, Chant wants to leave, he doesn't want to be here, and that's cold blooded. I ain't know why. I just knew, okay, Champ doesn't want to be here. They got to get under the salary cap. So then now I am asked to restructure my contract, which ultimately led to what everybody remembers LeVar for in Washington, the contract. Right. So indirectly, I'm, I was telling you, you ruined my career, Champ. <laughs> you ruined my career. Now here's the thing. I had no idea from your your perspective and your 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 direction what was taking place
4: yeah you did not want to leave Washington I did not okay go yeah I didn't want to leave I mean we talked about it but I think people gotta understand it's a business right we got a small window and you know one thing about this league you see when coaches take over teams or owners they all want their own people now People gotta remember in '99, I was drafted in '99. You were the in last the, draft in the spring, before he took over. He took over the team. In the, I was his in the, first draft in the summer, pick. right? Yeah. So I was never his draft pick, right? Yeah. I even had issues getting my first contract done. So now I'm trying to get a new deal. They wanted no parts of it. Laughed at my deal, my proposal, whatever. That's a whole, whole nother story. I never wanted to leave. So you know, once the right team came about and put an offer on the table. You know, I signed the franchise franchise tag, and next thing you know, I was traded. That's just how it went down. That's that's an exclusive, I, I believe, because
3: I know for me, it's, it was an exclusive for me. Well, I, I don't talk. I had about no it much.
4: idea. I don't talk about it much. It, it's irrelevant, really. Right, because, right, sure. You know, in, in this business. You gotta understand, man, you don't always get to pick and choose where you could be. That's true. Like you that's get drafted, true. you just gotta go, right? You gotta go. You know, unless yep. you're Eli Manning and, and, and man then you what know? <laughs> <laughs> you wanna do. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that happens very rarely. And yeah. you know, it just that was just that's how my career was played out. And everybody has their story, right? Everybody has their story. Um, mm. and your story ended up being winning a Super Bowl. No, let's back up. Okay. I went to a Super Bowl. You went to a Super. You didn't win. Nope. I retired. The year we got crushed by Seattle. Oh. <laughs> right. I thought you got. A Super yeah, people Ball. always think I was on that team. Two, right. Two I thought years you were. Now nah, I was. I was two years out of the game by then. Oh
3: wow, yeah. the Peyton Manning one. Yep.
4: Yep. That yep. was a key to Both of them Tlaib. was the Peyton Manning one. That was a yeah. yeah. Tlaib to and. Yep. Chris Harris. Chris yeah. Harris. It was Chris Von, Harris. That's and right. Yeah.
3: Vaughn won the Man. MVP. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Breaking news to me again. <laughs> all right, so could you end it in, in New Orleans?
4: Well, I ended in training camp in New Orleans and realized I was too old. Nobody knew that. And I shut it down. Yeah.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe, it's a place. It's a lot about Champ Bailey. Let me tell you something. I I used to call Champ the Nightcrawler. If you ever watch how how Champ ran, (laughs) it was not. He didn't run like anybody I had ever seen in life. Like you ran like the Nightcrawler. Like I don't even know what that is. X Man. You know the one that just disappeared. Gone. Like here. Yeah. uh, Gone. Right there. (laughs) And the Nightcrawler would run like like. You just I, you ran like like a hummingbird. Like you could run in every single direction at the
4: same speed. I had no choice. That was that was the nature of my position right there. Every day. But direction. nobody can do it. Well not very many people can do it. Yeah, like, that's, that's, not, where there's, that's why there's
3: not a lot now of keep us. Mind, Now yep. keep in mind. Now I keep in mean, mind. I'm on the field my rookie okay. year with Champ Bailey, Darryl Green, yeah. and Deion Sanders. Yeah. They ain't run like you. They didn't move like you. Like
4: that's cuz they were old at the time.
3: Oh, well, no, no. <laughs> now, let's let's be clear. Prime had his style. Yeah. So Prime would touch the ground. You remember yeah. he touched the ground? Yeah. And he like he was like more like a yeah. like a spear.
4: Yeah.
3: Right? Touch the ground, he's like a spear. And so however he was, you know, kind of technique-wise handling it, it was his deal. Yeah. D Green was just I don't know, like D. Green was just different. He was a real sprinter. He just like, could run. Yeah, he could run. D. Green was run. just and, – and, but he was – what one thing people don't realize about D. Green, D. Green's upper body is about that big. Yeah. It's about that big. He ain't got a big upper body. <laughs> he is all horsepower. His calf yep. muscles,
4: people don't realize this. D. Green's legs was yeah. diesel. Man. Like – Strong runner. Strong runner. Man, he just – and, and small but strong but strong right yeah
3: so he's all over like he, he's gonna run with you he's yeah. gonna run with you but you you're like you're you you were like it was like they went there you were there yeah, they went there they were there
4: yeah, they, you mm. went there there yeah where did that come from bro I don't know I mean I, I honestly just I was born that way now don't get me wrong I had to work on things that made me a good corner but dude, I can't explain some of the things I did physically. It was just it was just how I was. But you did it on offense too. Right. I mean, that's like you that's, ran that's like, my point. Like you like can't explain it. Here's here's
3: a, here's I'm going to go back to Nightcrawler one more time because you always was running like you was creeping.
4: Like oh, you was creeping. It's running with leverage. There you go. All right. <laughs> like that's I, I, I like, like you was creeping. He was creeping. <laughs>
3: And, I, it, it was like, even when you caught the ball, like, you catch the ball, it's there. Yeah. But it was fast. It, out of there. Yeah. I thought it was the, one of the most unique. I say there's a few dudes that have unique running styles. Yours on defense is one of the most unique running styles. Yeah. Roger Craig, I still ain't seen nobody, nobody. run like how, how you guys move or run. All right, let me ask you this. You come from a family of athletes. Right. I remember there was always the discussion that Boss was faster than me yeah. and all this other stuff. And Boss was fast. Yes. Boss was Very fast. fast. Now you had an older brother that mm. balled too. Yeah. Was
4: he fast too? He was. He was fast. He I think we got faster as we got, you know, he was he was fast and I was faster, and Boss was the fastest. Real? Boss yeah. was faster than straight you. Straight line speed. Now we just All talk right. about straight line. Okay. None All of right. them can stop and go that way like All I right. could. But right. you know, my older brother played corner, so he was smaller. I was a little bigger. Uh huh. And then Boss was the was biggest. bigger. Yeah. Right. So it was like fast, faster, fast. Wow. You know, it was it was real dynamics. I mean, Boss was a hurdler too. So okay. He 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 just had the hips. He could he could run real good. He was flexible. And I don't know, man, I was just a little more explosive for some reason, because I had the right body type to play football, play corner. I could play any position as far as skills. So it was, you know, it just all kind of worked out for me. Yeah, it just worked out for me.
3: What's it like when (laughs) you play in a family where multiples make it to the league? Boss was a draft pick. Yeah. Played linebacker. Yeah. Had a good career. What's that like? when you're that do you know it do you feel it like like is it like a normal family Y'all just gifted is it like what does that feel like to be in a family where multiples
4: are able to be that good uh, you know I don't I don't I don't know what to really compare it to except you know my brother set the standard right so it's where I come from I'm a small town South Georgia we didn't have a lot of examples of how it's done. Mm. Now, when I got a little older, I saw a few guys do some things, but then my brother got a full ride to Georgia. That was everything. I'm like, man, I'm better than him. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> right. Even though at the time I knew I wasn't, I just knew when I was in ninth grade and when he was in ninth grade, there was no comparison. Uh-huh. I knew uh-huh. my future was bright. Okay, I'm at least gonna go to college. Right. You know. Then he became a free agent, but by the time he was a free agent with the Cowboys, I had already known like, okay, this this path is set for me to go and, uh-huh. and be successful. You know, I was already coming into my body, you know, I was fast, I understood football a little better. So he he got me to the point where I built up the confidence just through my work and my my production that I knew I could go to the next level. And then the rest was history.
3: That's pretty dope.
4: Yeah. All right, so
3: the nicknames. Yeah, I got I gotta understand. You guys might be the only family where your nicknames are acknowledged as the government. How, how
4: did that happen? Well, it, it's not my legal name, but nobody knows Roland. You're uh-huh. the only person that consistently calls me that. <laughs> nobody in my family, outside of my family calls me Roland. But, well, my dad's Roland, so, uh-huh. and that's the only name he goes by. So, I got my name just, my mom just started calling me that. I was a toddler. She just started calling me champ. champ. It just stuck. You know and then boss he got his name from a, a relative a distant relative they just loved the name and he favored him so you know they start calling him boss so it was nothing like dramatic that happened it was just one of those things man you know how you get nicknames but you
3: do know that's like you don't hear like, you don't you go to college you go to the <clears throat> high school level it's right. like roland bailey on the plate like no it's no, chad it's you chin. know yeah like it stuck, like, is that, it wasn't a thing that well, y'all just so good no. that it's
4: like, we're going to call him champ. We're Look, going to call him boss. When they start calling you that, now people have expectations, right? D- so you got to imagine when you think of a champ, champ. you think of a, you're a the, champion. You're the, you're the best. Somebody who's good at sports. You're the best. I happen to be good at sports, so it yeah. stuck. It kind of fit what I was doing. It wasn't like I'm champ. I gotta play sports. It was no. I don't care what my name was. I was gonna be good. Right. Just happened to be champ, and that just made it stick. It's. I I don't know, man. I just. It's got to go down in history. I've never introduced myself as anything else. It's two of the greatest nicknames that stuck
3: as real names in the history of sports. I can't think of anybody else that would have, like that. You got Rondé and Tiki. They don't have nicknames. You got Dominique and and Gerald. They yeah. don't have nicknames. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. had nick like that. Human highlight film. Now George, I'll right. say this: You had the rocket yeah. and the missile. Now that's fire.
4: That's yeah. fire. That, that's unique. I mean, because it fits, like, it fits the way they work. But we
3: knew that it was Quadri, <laughs> and we knew it was yeah. uh, Rahib, yeah. right? Rahib, yeah, right? Right? Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. Rahib, but Quadri's is easier because you know I don't know, but but. We call him the Rocket. Right. So you you Rahib, yeah. You know. Anyway, that might be in the conversation, <laughs> but that ain't their names. That's
4: their right. That's their like that's their brand name. Yeah, well, they got those names when they were older. Yeah. We got our names. When y- we that could was even, y'all's names. We couldn't even talk yet. We got right. our names. So it wasn't that we were doing anything special. It's you know that was y'all's yeah. names. we just got our names, yeah.
0: All Crazy. Right.
2: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
3: Alright, now let's let's talk about college, because you know, we, we went to the Hall of Fame this year. All right. You were at the, the Peach Bowl, but you were with the dogs. Yeah. You know, you you weren't with the Hall of Famers. You was <laughs> you was with the dogs. <laughs> And, and your jacket was yeah. a little too big on you. you no know? apologies for that, It, it was your, no your, apologies. Your, you looked All like good. Paddington Bear when, <laughs> when you had your, your Hall of Fame jacket uh, on. I, that's I, why I, they took it back right they away. They took it back. Yeah. Um, another national championship. What does it mean to you to be a part of such a, a rich tradition of, of great football and a brand and style of football? And what does it mean to, to see it back at the top, I mean, I'm still waiting for a moment where Penn State gets to the point uh, where they're playing football at that level. What's that? What's that like to be a part of that that legacy? And and arguably, I mean, some people throw Herschel out there. There's a few other names that they'll throw out there, but you're arguably the greatest player to ever play for Georgia. Mm. What is that? What does that feel like to be a part
4: of that legacy, knowing that they play at such a high level? It's First, is it. it makes me feel like, you know, we're doing it right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get wins when you do it wrong. That's right. right. You always want your school to do it right. And one thing we've been consistent about is putting our resources where it's going to give us the results we want. We double down on recruiting, coaching staff. You look at our staff, we got at least four or five former head coaches on our staff, future head coaches on our staff. So when you assemble that kind of atmosphere, it builds a different type of culture. Now don't get me wrong, every facility in Power Five schools are off the charts. So we do have that, but that's not what's selling the program. I think what sells it is the type of players and the type of leadership that we get in the building. Mm -hmm. Period. Like we're already set up for success. Mm -hmm. Just like a Penn State, y'all set up for success. It's just gonna take some time building that culture Uh and getting back to that winning tradition. And Georgia's always been a winning program, but we haven't been a championship program. Okay. Now we are, all because we got the right pieces pieces in place. Indeed. All right. What's Champ
3: doing these days? Obviously, you're here. You know, I've, I've, we've had conversations. You're, you're joining you're joining the team yeah. with what we got going on with with skill and 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 PaySomatic and great great company great people but i know we we've come together on uh, yeah. on a future business business endeavor that's taking place just talk a little about a little bit about how you've gotten into you know the business world and how you know you're you're leveraging who
4: you are to build what you're you're building through content yeah so Basically what you, you said a lot right there. Like I'm leveraging what I've already done. So sure. how do you do that? And that, that was the ch- most challenging part is partnering with the right people outside of the game. The game is so structured for your whole life. People telling you where to be all the time. So mm. now I'm out in the real world. I got to figure out and dictate my own movements. There's not somebody giving me an itinerary every week and telling me where to be. So that was a challenge in itself, but what I always went back to is my relationships, like we haven't really had a conversation in years, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but I always knew who you were. Mm-hmm. You always knew who I was, mm-hmm. the type of person we are. So once we start talking, it's like we never missed a beat. That's right. Because we all know that we have positive ambitions. Uh-huh. We all got business. I've seen, what you, I've seen what you've been doing. So to sit with you and to talk and then like, damn, we're doing the same things. Mm-hmm. We better work together. Mm-hmm. And now here we are, a yep. couple weeks later, right? right? It's really that simple, but it all goes back to my relationships. Like, how do I take those relationships and turn them into good business ideas or business adventures? And mm-hmm. and that's that's really where I'm at. I'm still building, yeah, I love the content piece, mm-hmm. but you're a content guru. So I'm like, okay, well, if I want to go work. down this road, let me learn from the guys yeah. that are already doing it. So. You know, fortunate enough for me, man, I didn't burn a lot of bridges. Sure, yeah. (laughs) So I'm able to reach back out to a lot of different people. I like that. All
3: right, my last question for you, Roland, is, and I ask this to all the legends that I interview. Please, please. At the end of it all, when they're looking down and they're paying their final respects, what is it that you want them to say what, what do you want to hear the people that mattered and you cared about and loved the most, what is it that you would want to hear them
4: say about you? Uh, that I was dependable, reliable, you know, man of my word. You know, I, I think, uh, for example, I think, you know, when I look back at just really my younger brother, you know, just me setting example for him and creating a path for him to come down. I mean, he obviously had his own career, but I think that never ends, even outside of my family. Like, all these young players coming up, Champ did it the right way, you Mm -hmm. know? Every time somebody talks to one of my former teammates, they'll say, I went all out. Practice games, it didn't matter. So, all those things are reflective of the type of person you are, and that's really what it's about for me. Just being accountable, dependable, and reliable. Love it, man. It's Chan Bailey, man. Chan Bailey, Hall of Famer,
3: uh, NFL and college, and in life. It's a Hall of Famer. Appreciate you coming on the show, man. Anytime, boy. And, And you know what? This is Up On Game Presents, Conversations with a Legend. I'm LeVar Arrington. Make sure you check us out wherever it is that you download your podcast. All right? This will be a great episode. So check it out. Tell a friend. Click subscribe. All that good stuff. Until next time, check you out.